did again for us. But they all cried out together, Away with this man, and released to us Barabbas, a man who had been thrown into prison for an insurrection started in the city and for murder. Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to release Jesus, but they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why, what evil has he done? I have found in him no guilt deserving death. I will therefore punish and release him. But they were urgent, demanding with loud cries that he should be crucified. And their voices prevailed. So Pilate decided that their demand should be granted. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder for whom they asked. But he delivered Jesus over to their will. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the way in which Dr. Luke, under the inspiration of your spirit, has so subtly and skillfully told us exactly what is going on in these events in the passion of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless us now as we give attention to this word. Give us both ears to hear and eyes to see. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The biblical writers are very skilled at their craft. Now, I realize that in our day and age, we could give two figs about good writing. Excite me, entertain me, titillate me. Those are the demands of the day. So, when we come across a subtle bit of storytelling, we're not quite sure what to do with it. Such is the case in our text for this evening. Twice in the space of eight verses, Luke tells us that the criminal Barabbas was on death row for insurrection and murder. Since we know that repetition shows emphasis, we need to ask ourselves this question. What exactly is Luke emphasizing? There are a couple of obvious answers, and then there are some more subtle answers, ones that require us to grasp Luke's use of irony. So first... Let's think about the obvious answers. The obvious answer to why Luke would emphasize the words insurrection and murder is because that's exactly what's going on in this text. Those who are passing judgment on the very Son of God are guilty of insurrection. And because, as we read over and over again from Pilate's own lips, in fact, we saw it in verses 15 and 16, look, nothing deserving death has been done by him. I will therefore punish and release him. And yet, yet, we get to verse 46, and we read that Jesus was crucified that the incarnate Son of God has been murdered. Why does Luke use the words insurrection and murder? Why does he repeat it? He repeats it because he wants us to understand that insurrection and murder is exactly what is going on in the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Jesus is innocent, painfully so, but the fix is in. That brings us to the second sort of obvious bit of irony. Uh, the scribes and the Pharisees we saw in our text, they hate Jesus so much that they'll stop at nothing to see him destroyed. As, we've, uh, as you read through the Gospels, you know that Jesus repeatedly speaks truth to power. And he saves his most cutting and blistering speech for the religious establishment. His scathing denunciations threaten their established positions of power. That particular power is dependent upon Roman rule. The scribes and Pharisees have mastered the art of cooperative uncooperation. They know they are Roman puppets, and yet they have to appear that that is not indeed the case. And so all of that, when we understand the setting, we understand the kind of historical and political context in which Jesus is being crucified, we have to ask ourselves this really obvious question. Why in the world would you release a man who's going to threaten the fragile peace with Rome during Passover? Now, friends, let's understand. Let's remind ourselves of what's going on at Passover. Passover is a religious celebration in which uh, Israel commemorates and remembers God's past deliverance of the Jews from an oppressive foreign regime. Sort of like, oh, I don't know, the Romans. That's what they're remembering. Hey, our God has delivered us, powerfully so, from this oppressive foreign regime. So how about if we do this? Let's release the guy who we've convicted of insurrection and murder during Passover. That's a great idea. And let's do so understanding that the entire city is a powder keg that needs only the slightest spark to set off a firestorm of revolution. You know, like the kind of spark that could be provided by releasing a man convicted of insurrection and murder. Let's just turn him loose. It's kind of ironic, isn't it? That men who are dependent on the status quo, that men who are dependent on maintaining this very fragile peace... because of their hatred and their scorn and their just their just their general dislike for the Lord Jesus will threaten their own livelihood and position by releasing an insurrectionist during the time of Passover knowing that the Romans have sent reinforcements into the city they're sitting on a veritable powder keg, and they're sitting there playing with matches. Why in the world would a group of powerful men whose positions depend on this status quo release a man with a history of violence and insurrection? It sounds absolutely insane. It's obviously an instance in which Luke is pointing out to us, he's using irony to point it out. 
But there's a more subtle use of irony going on. You see, the, the freeing of Barabbas serves for us as a type. The freeing of Barabbas serves as a type of the freedom that guilty sinners are offered in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're wondering, well, pastor, how is that? Well, insurrection, according to the dictionary, is an act or insistence of revolting against an established authority. We've already seen this entire thing is insurrection. It's rebellion against God himself. And as sinners, friends, we need to understand that we are fully committed, dyed-in-the-wool insurrectionists. We are literally hell-bent on overthrowing our Creator and His rightful, established authority. Our sin is insurrection and rebellion. Friends, we are Barabbas. And in Luke's ironic passion narrative, the guilty are set free and the innocent one is put to death. Let me say that again. The guilty are set free and the innocent one is put to death. Which brings us then to the final bit of subtle irony. This blatant miscarriage of justice is the means that a just God uses to declare hell-bent insurrectionist not guilty. Do you see that? In this grand and just odious miscarriage of justice, our just God the one who is the just judge, he's going to use this, this blatant act of injustice as the means by which he will declare hell-bent insurrectionists not guilty. We read it in our call to worship. Isaiah reminds us that he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities, or we could even substitute the word there for our insurrection. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. By his wounds we are healed, or in the words of the old King James Version, by his stripes we are healed. And that's what we proclaim this evening. As we come to the Lord's table, we are reminded that this ironic uh, act of injustice is the means by which God declares his people not guilty. That even though you and I are as guilty as Barabbas of insurrection against the very God who created us, the broken body and the shed blood of the Lord Jesus are the means that God uses to declare us not guilty. Let's pray. Father, thank you.
it's stunning that you forgive insurrectionists. And it's stunning that you do so not by taking uh, an ounce of flesh from them and reforming them and then turning them loose. But Father, as your word tells us, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so we gather this evening to remember. We gather this evening to remember the suffering of the Lord Jesus but Father, we do so knowing that in your sovereignty and in your grace and in your power, you took this great injustice and you spun it on its head and you turned it into the means by which guilty men and women, boys and girls, are declared not guilty. And we bless you for that this evening. We pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen.